Welcome to our podcast, First Gen. We are your hosts. My name is Adriana. My name is Vianne. And my name is Jasmine. This podcast is brought to you by English 12 Young Adult Fiction. And a huge thank you to our amazing sponsors, Professor Jonathan Alexander and Taylor McKee. So today we're going to talk about I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, written by Erica L. Sanchez, and why you should put this on your reading list. I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter is about a girl named Julia and her experiences navigating the world as a first-generation Mexican-American teenage girl. In this book, Sanchez explores the complexities of intergenerational relationships, living in a borderlands culture, and adolescence, all to convey the experiences of a first-generation student, which is extremely pertinent to the growing demographic of American youth today, including in the Irvine Unified School District. And we're actually all first-gen, right? Yep, yep. So how would you define first-gen? So I would say being a first-gen means being a child of immigrant parents. Immigrant parents meaning that they have moved from one country to another. In the novel's case, Mexico to the United States. So we're going to start this first-gen podcast off with something many first-gens can definitely reflect upon, and that's parents. Julia has a really interesting relationship with her parents, one being extremely strict and the other being extremely distant. There is a quote in chapter 17, page 217, where Julia talks about the phenomena of two parents and being on two different extremes. Starting with her distant father, it says, I mean, he's physically there, but he never says much. He hardly even talks to me. It's as if I don't exist. Or sometimes I think he wishes he didn't exist. It's weird though. It wasn't always this bad. He was always kind of distant. But when I was 12 or 13, he really started ignoring me. I'm surprised as to how much it bothered me to say it out loud. This description of Julia's father illuminates the lack of communication within their relationship. This matter bothering Julia gives insight to themes we often keep to ourselves because even saying it out loud bothers us. Julia's parents acting this way takes a toll on Julia's mental state. Being understood is something that Julia lacks when it comes to both her parents. On one hand, her father who completely ignores her existence and on the other hand, a mother who is so overwhelming that she suffocates her to a point in where she doesn't let her speak or be understood. Overall, Julia feels like an outsider within her own family. However, the reasons for her parents being this way is due to traumatic experiences experiences they themselves experienced when crossing the border. These traumatic experiences have shaped them to be the parents they are today. Immigrants par- immigrant parents oftentimes go through so much in order to have a better life for themselves and for their children. Yeah, so this definitely relates to um, the semi-autobiographical, semi-autobiographical. Thank you, Ian. (laughs) Written by um, Gloria and Zandula called Borderlands. Um, So the term borderlands, according to Zandula, refers to geographical to the geographical area that is most susceptible to la mezcla, which means hybridity. 
neither fully of Mexico nor fully of the United States. She also used this term to identify a growing population that cannot distinguish these invisible quote-unquote borders, who instead have learned to become a part of both worlds, worlds whose cultural expectations they are still expected to abide by. So this term um, connects to the quote on page, on chapter, in chapter six, page 84 in the novel. Look at this one, Tio Bigotes, Uncle Mustache, <laughs> ignores her and gestures towards me with his glass. With the cactus on her forehead, and she can barely speak Spanish. This country is ruining your children, sister. He points at Ama as he gets up from the table. This quote is right after Tio Bigotes, Uncle Mustache, finds Julia reading Catcher in the Rye at a family party. The cactus is a symbol of the Mexican flag. The comment made by her uncle refers to people who act quote-unquote white, but their skin color and appearance show otherwise. Her family thinks Julia is being rude by reading at a family function rather than spending time with them. Julia feels like an outsider in her family which is why she prefers to lose herself in her books. Her family sees her as ungrateful and unworthy of the sacrifice her parents made for her to have a better future. The problem is that Julia doesn't understand the extent that her parents went to in order to come to the United States. She is essentially left in the dark, yet they expect more from her. Julia is stuck between trying to be the best of both worlds, her Mexican family and being American while still trying to stay true to herself. So the last topic we're going to discuss with I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter is the ways in which our young character uses art to navigate her own world. And whether that be defined by this borderlands culture or just trying to get by as an adolescent in the midst of a terrible time in her life. As Professor Alexander mentioned in class, we should pay attention to the ways in which young people particularly in the YA books we've been reading, reach out to different forms of media to write their own truths, or play with language, or just figure out who they are. This is incredibly relevant to the first-gen experiences where not only are we going through the storm that is being a teenager, we are also trying to figure out our own ethnic identities. So, I'm going to shift our attention to this awesome quote on page 30 that illustrates a scene in which Julia's English teacher teaches his class two important lessons. One, that language is incredibly important as a tool for young people to express themselves. And the second one being that it is okay to attain and express yourself in your own languages, whether that be the slang you use with your friends or at home. He says, it means that you will have to learn to speak and write in a way that will give you authority. Does that mean that the way you speak in the neighborhood is wrong? That slang is bad? That you can't say on fleek or whatever you kids are saying these days? Absolutely not. That form of speaking is often fun, inventive, and creative. You're just as capable and just as smart. I love how this almost seems like a direct message to young readers out there, saying you may be confused, scared, or overwhelmed about the things going on in your life, but language is something you can use to sort all of that out. And more importantly, that writing your own truth in the languages you know and love is just as important. So, first-geners, 
If there's anything you can take from this podcast, it is that you should read I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. Yes, and that there's immense beauty in not knowing exactly who you are or what you are sometimes. Overall, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter is an incredible read and you should all check it out. Not only are its topics critical to the current discussions of ethnic identity today, but it might also teach you a little something about yourself and the universality of your experiences as a first-gen individual as well. Thank you for listening. Bye.